Hey builders, Rob here. Uh, you're about to hear the episode we recorded live at GrandCon. Uh, as it turns out, we couldn't hear it while we were recording, but somebody's phone was a little bit too close to the recorder, and so we got a lot of feedback. Uh, so uh, it's not really anything I can do about that now. I just want to apologize to you guys in advance. If that kind of feedback bugs you when you're listening to a podcast, because it sure bugs me, uh, maybe just skip this episode. I'm real sorry about that. Uh, next time we'll uh, we'll try to remember to do that. Uh, at any rate, uh, if you don't mind or if you are okay with suffering through that, then uh, I hope you enjoy the show. You're listening to Building the Game with Rob and Jason. It's Building the Game with Jason and Rob for Sometimes I get distracted by my phone while I'm editing, mm. and and then I miss like I don't even hear like five minutes of it at a time. Then I realize, oh, I, I actually haven't been listening for the last five minutes. <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> so if Nicole's ever a guest, that's not fine. You're gonna have to pay more attention. Right. He's gonna to send it to second second opinion. Well, he doesn't want to send it to me because I don't listen to the whole show usually when I publish it. So fair enough. Oh yeah. Um, so, so we're at GrandCon. We're at GrandCon. Yeah, we're at GrandCon. Hi, guys. Hi. We have Neil, Neil and Nate are with us. The Howdy. ends. The ends. Yeah. And uh, Rob and Jason. One and listen number two. Rob and Jason can't figure out which one of us is which. and <laughs> It's mostly my fault. Keep yes, calling I us different names. Consistently keep switching your names, which is funny because obviously I know both of your names very well. But for some reason, when you're sitting next to each other, I mess your names up. At least I'm not calling you like a completely different name. Yeah, right. Steven. Matt. <laughs> Eddie. Isaac. Jennifer. <laughs> trying to think of previous Iron Design players. <laughs> Nicole. Nicole. Ryan. Ryan. Cowler. Ryan Cowler. Speaking of Ryan Cowler, uh, the three of us, not counting Rob because he sucks, we played Outlaw last night. So mm-hmm. that was fun. Yeah. yeah. A couple of my friends. It was a. Was it what? Yeah. The five of us. Yeah. It was yeah. a fun game with five. It people. was a good. It was good. Mm-hmm. It was good. It was tough to score some like. I'm used to playing three people usually, and some of those cards are tough to score with five. Yeah. Like the probabilities of yeah. no one playing the same card or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it makes it a bit of a different game. It's a good game though. What did you guys play last night? Because um, it's uh, we're Saturday right now, Grandcon. You guys were all here yesterday. Yeah. Last, I just came up today. Last night we also played three drops of poison. A, a little drop of poison. A, a little drop of poison. Yeah. Which Neil said was. Listed on BGG under the title "A Little Drop of Poison," worst game ever. Because <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm using an app that like uh, will automatically pre-fill things from BGG. Okay. So I searched for "A Little Drop of Poison," and the results that I could choose from were "A Little Drop of Poison" or "Worst Game Ever: Colon Little Drop of Poison." <laughs> so how was it? So it wasn't the worst game ever. I've certainly no. played worse games, um, but it was it was it wasn't that great. I, there was n- so okay. So the premise of the game. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is uh, there are weasels and there are rats, which, by the way, in the artwork look a lot alike, other than the color of them, right? Right. One's brown, um, one's gray. Yeah. So uh, everybody gets randomly dealt one of those two things. Uh-oh. 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 We're being, oh, we're being no. accosted by Riddle. <laughs> Boo! Oh, God. Hi. It's the, it's the uh, special, extra special favorite listener. We're recording a podcast. You're crashing the podcast. Old convention. You are, you are now on Building the Game. I have a booth. Come on. Look at, see, there's a face I like to see. Chris Kirkman. 
This is recording right podcast. And this is not. He's been on our podcast. I have. He has too, but only because he came with Ben. We would have never invited Rudel on his own. That's all right. Listen, I love your podcast. Well, thank you. I do. You do. Yeah, yeah. Even though Slingerland's on it. We're going to just spite that. Rob is so good. Yeah. But I still listen. See, I know that's not true. Because I've heard Rob on the podcast before. You just said you never listen to the podcast. Right. A couple times I've listened to You guys are one of like three podcasts I listen to. That's not true. It's four. Actually, State of Games and Dice Hate is like the same podcast. So I just, it all runs you together. Geek All Stars. Geek All Stars, yeah. I mean. I was like, there's a Dice Hate Me podcast? <laughs> yeah, you, it's, you might have never heard of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. Geek All Stars, I've heard of it. guys are the best. Thank you. Except for Jason. <laughs> Full stop. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all right. I I get well, this is pretty awesome because, I mean, I, I got a pretty good radar for podcasts. I just crash them all the time. Yeah, I guess so. so well run. This is going to make the air. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Rob is too late. Rob's going to edit this out. Edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> no, <wait. laughs> Says no one. Yeah. What's that word you used? Edit? Yeah, edit. I've never heard that before. Right. Editing's for amateurs. Yeah. <laughs> See, Rob, you, he's, this is the director's. Every episode is the director's cut. That's all. Right. Whenever, whenever we feel like something is like we, we're just going to say it and have it be on the air, we always remind ourselves documentary podcast, right? It's a documentary. Right. Podcast. <laughs> you can't edit too much. No, you. I literally, I was thinking like, they should have a booth. It's like your home convention. And Rob's like, I live forty five minutes away. I'm like, what? Well, we we've done that before. Count. Like the first Grand Con, first two Grand Cons. Jason had yeah. The first Grand Con, he was at this table with like a tablecloth and like four copies of Blue Water Balloon Washout. Yeah. Oh, and that was in Hobocon too. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. that was an amazing weekend. And I made that was great. Like, okay. enough yeah. money to nice. buy all the games I bought, <laughs> was, pay for my hotel, and I went home with 100 okay. bucks. That was, it was I remember really that. awesome. Yes. No, I, pl- I sat and played Water Balloon Washout at his little table at the first Grand Con. That's good. Wow. That, I don't remember that. Well, the, so, probably because you were nice. Great. So. It was. <laughs> yeah, but we, we, we don't like sitting behind a table. Right. It kind of stinks. Because so. it kind of boring. It, it, it is very boring. Yeah, I mean, if anybody here with a publishing company didn't have a booth, that'd be weird. Oh, what? Yeah. I have a little tiny booth that's in my bag. <laughs> yeah, nice. you know, he's the only publisher that won't lose money. Right. I, oh, came, I, mean, I came in. Hold on. Oh, yeah. I came in at nine, and Kirkman was already posted up at a table playing True. something. Yeah, yeah. We were Doing playing charity uh, events. He's, he's, event. he's not sleeping in. <laughs> I'm on the job. It's, it's busy today. It's really it cool. Yeah, like yeah, the yeah, yeah. Pretty full. Yeah. yeah. There's some kind of like, Boy Scout thing, I guess. Yep. The, See some scout uniforms. Yeah. And it's awkward nice. it is, is at night when the booths are closed and you're still in there. Like, it is nice that you're right in the center of all the action. Right. Dude, I actually so, saw a guy walk up to Katarski's booth, steal the games, and then put them back. Like, change his mind. Oh, never mind. That's back a, under yeah. the sheet. What? He, did he try right. them? No, I'm joking. Because like, oh, yeah. they were bad. You get my joke <laughs> yeah, now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to play You were helping. Blank stare, blank stare, blank stare. That was a terrible, <laughs> terrible joke. I know. But no, actually, I'm with you. Like, it was. That's what it was. It was, yeah. They, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. No, no, seriously, though. It's, it's, it's cool. I'm glad it's growing. It's cool yeah, to see the success. Hey, who's doing Unpub Grand Rapids? Yeah. Yeah, totally. All right. Cool. there. I won't make it. <laughs> no, actually, I'm sure it's November. You have a booth there. Yeah. I'm going to try to go. <laughs> yeah, I, really I don't know. remember where it is. It's not here, right? No, it's... Hey, since we're on a podcast and you got, everyone can see our voting. Right. <laughs> who, just, I'm just curious. This is for Brian's edification, right? In case he listens to your podcast. I'm sure he does. Yeah. Um, who would rather have it at like a self-contained hotel like last year? Understanding the growth issues. Uh, don't you kind of miss like yes. the... Yeah, yeah. Oh, totally absolutely. Right so here. funny, yeah. so I posted on... Twitter when I was trying to find a hotel down here mm-hmm. and it's a nightmare because they're, they're more expensive than Gen Con. Like, yeah, they are. are they me? are. Yeah. And they and a couple more sold out. 
So I tweeted, I said, gosh, guys, I'm really bummed about this new situation with the hotel. It's really hard to find a thing. Their reply was, can't wait to see you at the convention. That was it? <laughs> that was the reply. Like, thanks, we, guys. Yeah. Me and two no friends sympathy. got an Airbnb, like a whole apartment for less than a hotel. Yeah. And Neil and I are staying yeah. a couple Five miles away. away no, it, it's literally like, you know, last night I got comped at the GW, luckily, because of uh, some work points. Tonight, I was going to be staying at the, the Boss Center for like 260 Oh, I mean, I'm like, I have a job. All right, fine. Yeah. I, right, I can pay if still, I have to, but, but I don't want to. No. Yeah. Right. And like, yeah, you could, even like the courtyard a mile away was like 190 yep. Yeah. 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 We found a place that was 109 but it's it's a few miles away. Yeah. And we've just been taking, Neil got this ridiculous deal on Lyft, so it's costing us about 70 cents. Nice. Nice. <laughs> That's trip yeah. to get over. For like the next 20 rides that we need got to it. do. Know that? I mean, either way, it's been great. I, I, I'm glad sure. it's growing. The yeah. room is really nice, but yeah. man, I miss the, yeah. the kind yeah. of the closeness of, yeah. you know, plus even like the food, right? You can walk next door to Burger King, go to Qdoba. Here right. it's like, okay, I either got to go pay 50 bucks for steak at Ruth Chris right. or eat the stadium food out of the, you know, there's not, so it's yeah. cool. I, it's, it's the typical, definitely yeah. more downtown feel. It feels more convention-y, but it feels less Grand Con. Right? I miss, yeah. I miss the home-style Grand yeah. Con. If you guys haven't been to the RPG room, which is like up on yeah, the side. Yeah, we did. We were actually well, saying, you know, the, yeah. Yeah. every convention looked at though. Hey, RPG guys, welcome to the convention. You're, You're as far there. away as we can get you <laughs> right. from the rest of humanity. I thought they were still they, the old hotel. You have to take a journey. That's what people complain about. You have to take a journey to your room. years out, you know, like, oh, the RPG. The <laughs> room is down this hallway, down this right. hallway, and they were like, oh, maybe. All right. Watch where we put you yeah. this year. Exactly. We need a <laughs> nine hallway <laughs> smell barrier. <laughs> so, you guys are. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Just, just there it is. All right. And on that note, yeah. keep your waitresses. <laughs> See you guys. See you guys. See ya. See we're going to go record a video for the playthrough of Legends of Sleepy Hollow, launching a Kickstarter October 16th. Listen, wow. I don't want to tell you how to do your job. That's good. You guys go back there because it looks amazing, but you're going to record a video about a game that Matt and Ben are designing and you're going to not have Ben on the video you're going to have Matt on the video <laughs> Sorry, but ben, ben had prior engagement so I got to make one but make, he's so pretty I got to yeah. make chicken salad out of you know what <laughs> <laughs> well good luck with that yeah. oh, alright and we're we also we? supposed we to uh, <laughs> what? Right. this is the best stuff that happened on the show <laughs> we're also supposed to make another plug for Stroop Stroop, yes, we did promise Jonathan, we would talk about the Stroop, designer Stroop. of Stroop, uh, let me away from the, the Green Couch booth to record. So. Katarski, if there's any money missing from your booth. Uh, it, it was Jonathan. He left Jonathan by himself. <laughs> Stroop is super fun, though. Uh, Stroop is super fun. I'm really bad at it, but I do enjoy it. The first time I played it, I was bad at it, and I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know about this game. And then I played it again when it came out, and was like, and I was watching uh, Jonathan demo it at, uh, uh, not at, um, at Gen Con and also at, uh, Heather was having an Origins and I was like like it's okay that I'm bad at this game because this is a cool game and like right. I can have fun and just keep losing so right. you know yeah. I need to find someone who's also really bad at it so that I can play with them because yeah. then you guys would just stare at each other and not say no it would just be really slow <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you bad at the game if you are susceptible to the very effect that the game is trying to you know, exploit you for that's the, it's not that effect that slows me down it's I cannot play real time games with like speed real time games, yeah. I like to think about strategy, and so I struggle with that. His brain just doesn't work that fast. Mm. 
Yeah. Can you, I, you probably want to explain a little bit what the game is because oh, I, so, mean, I kind of know what it yeah, is. Yeah, so the Stroop effect is like the thing where like it says the word red, but it's in blue letters and it just jacks with your brain, right? Right. Your brain can't handle that. So you're like, you're playing these cards that describe the word that you're seeing there. So it says blue, but it's red. So you, I think, so you want to play red or it's vice versa. I get confused, but um, again, because I'm You want to say something that matches with the card that you're about to play, I think. Yeah, you have to say it as you play it. You you have to match something that's true about it with the word on the next one or something like that. I've played it. We're obviously good at describing it. No, like I've I've watched. It's a brain burner big time. And it's a fast brain burner. Um, like I said, I, I bet I could play it against like my wife. She's a little slower at those games too. She's like, not like lightning speed. Call your wife stupid. <laughs> no, I said she's slower she's at those games. She's not gonna listen to this. <laughs> she's not gonna listen to this anyways. <laughs> Unless my son's on the show, she's not gonna listen. So. Um, well, that was like. Uh, to is when your son's on the show. Yeah. <laughs> that was like uh, Ghost Blitz. Blitz we played. I think it was last year with Len. Ghost Blitz. The one oh, yeah. the different yep. uh, I was little terrible miniature at that things, too. and you that had to fun, figure out though. what was either the only thing that was right or the only thing that was wrong. Yeah, that was super it. fun. Yeah, it was super fun, but yeah. And I, 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 I thought that one was okay. I prefer a game like Stroop simply because it's two-player, <clears throat> so I'm only getting showed up by one person instead of a whole group of people. <laughs> I heard two-player games aren't selling well, though. <laughs> Jason just gave Neil the finger. <laughs> okay, we need to... This is a tell, not show podcast. Well, but you would have had to bleep that. Did you bleep the finger? Mm-hmm. I saw the fuzzy thing. <laughs> anyway. From my angle. Uh, yeah, so... Um, so other games we played yesterday. Yeah. Um, well, we played... First thing we played was Circuits. Yeah, that was fun. Which was the... We had to... There was a card that had a lot of different... Uh, James. Jim. Yeah. James. Jim. Friend of John Gilmore. Sorry. He was a friend of John. I didn't catch his last name, but it was a fun game, though. Yeah, had a, a bunch of connection point. points around the side of the game, around, around the side of each card. Uh, anytime you hooked two of them up, you removed points, and on the card was a uh, number of positive points. Uh, and you were trying to uh, achieve uh, a goal that was like most connections or highest score for that row or something like that. Mm. So you had to kind of do a mixture of high-value cards with a lot of connection or low-value cards with few connections. and So it was kind of uh, a mixture of adding and removing points in order to, to get an optimal score, which was like 45 points. So you had to get about 15 points per round. Uh, it was a precise scoring. You were trying to hit exactly 45. Yeah. Yeah. If oh, you okay. went over, you started losing. Oh, yeah, if you went over, so. you started going back down. That's it was, interesting. It was and really cool. It was three yeah. rounds, so the goal, the larger goal changed each round. Okay. Um, yeah. But you also, like that after the first round, your left to right connections didn't weren't the only ones that mattered. Suddenly, yeah, top you had top bottom right. vertical connections to the first row. That is card. a game I would play very differently on the second play than I would have on the first. It was a lot of fun, and the so. theme was this 1980s computer stuff. It was really I liked the theme. I think we tied basically one point off of a perfect score, something like that. Yeah, it, it didn't all three of us yeah, die. Yeah, and, and he lost. One he was off by like one more point. Yeah. And he lost. Yeah. yeah. So that was really just a fun little brain burning. Yeah. Multiplayer solitaire game. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was, it was, it was, it was then we play Jason's tile stacks game. Yeah, tile, tile stack. stacking. Yeah, you yeah, haven't pitched that, have you? Yeah. I have not. So I'll, I'll pitch tile. it now because now we actually. Um, it turns out it's, it's a really fun game. We've all played that. It was James, you, and me. Yeah, it was. I mean, our 
It's really around the, the overall scoring. when yeah. you score. Is oh, yeah, round structure. I had it set up so that after so many actions, you score. Um, but the, the problem that seems to keep happening or happened in that game uh, was that Nate was first player and Nate kept scoring. No, actually, um, I was last. Like it always scored on my turn. Oh, yeah. right, because so, you were the last player, right? So there I was got the, one I was time last... where I purposely skipped one of my moves so to make that happen, which turn. hurt me. Hmm. So it, right. it was kind of you know. So the scoring, uh, I'm trying to find a way to make it score at a certain time, but yeah. there's so you have three tiles in a stack, and you score the top on one, the one round, and the next time you score, you score the bottom tile in the stack, and then at the end of the game, you score the middle, and it's worth times two. So like everything in the middle is two points per tile that you have. Yeah. Um, and it turns out that the middle can make a huge difference at the end because Nate was winning and he got last place. I, got I was focusing on the middle. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> But yeah, it's cool. It's cool. So um, I'm happy with how that went. I need to figure out some scoring stuff. But the uh, the um, the little cards that you got helped. Um, they were like cards with goals on them, like a pattern to match. And um, instead of trying to do like, because there's four colors in the game, instead of trying to do like, you can match. You know, this has to be blue. I just did. You can match any color but your own. Um, and that seemed to work really well because it forced you to work out other people's colors and actually help them while you're trying to help yourself. Or try not um, to help them. Or try not to help them. Yeah, yeah that was fun. Yeah, right. so. Um, yeah, it was and then we also played... Abandoned um, Planet. Abandoned Planet. Yeah. yeah. Which had a lot of really interesting stuff. That was my... Yeah, my friend Adam pulled that one out of the game library. No. No. no okay. It's just no, one that was on something that was in the library. It's one, yeah, well, one of the vendors here... Produces it. Yeah. Orange something. I can't remember the name. Orange Machine, I think. Something like that. Orange Machine Games. I think I have, yeah. a, I think I have it downloaded. Uh, it, um, yeah. What did you guys th- think of it? It's kind of. Co- it's like it, it's you're playing on your own until the very end, and then it's co-op. But so you're trying to get all these resources uh, to launch off the planet before the meteors destroy your planet. Um, and but there's no way you personally could get all the necessary resources. So you're getting enough, but you're also watching the player to your left and you play your right. See when you can combine with one of the two of them and go to launch off. So like, it could be a situation where everybody wins, which because I wasn't thinking right, we all did we all win. did win. Yeah. But I could if I had we played, in our shared victory. If I'd gone to the end, yeah. If I'd gone to the end game one round sooner, I Adam and I would have been able yep. to launch, and Jason and Neil would not have had yeah. enough. Okay. We were saying even combined. You know, and the so. way that teams work, it's like I could. So if we were playing right here, I could team with either Neil or you, mm. but not Nate because he's across from me. Okay. Um, but there's, but I'm not required to. So I, I didn't. That's the only thing about the game that I, I really like that. didn't like. I like that. I liked it because it made you pay attention to what other people were doing because it is a game that. You didn't necessarily have to pay that much attention to other well, people. It also took out the hurt, look. the hurt feelings of like having to partner up with someone or like choosing to partner up with someone. It's more like you partnered up with someone because you were working on things that fit well together. Mm. It also there were some things where you could screw with each other because like you were all in the central uh, uh, platform or whatever, and you chose, and there were six like a hub, wait, six, yeah, central hub, and there were six spokes, um, and you secretly everyone chose a card one through six on which spoke they wanted to go out on and then you reveal at the same time and win in order but if you know if Neil was on if we both did number four and he landed there first then I either had to go there and try to take over from him basically or 
I had to go pl- find another way to get somewhere else or whatever. Like mm-hmm. you couldn't have two people on the same resource. So that made, so you had to kind of be nice about that. Because if I was later going to have to pair up with them to yeah. leave the planet or whatever, you kind of yeah. had to. Right. Okay. It depended on who you played with that could or could not. Matter. It's kind of like, it's like an engine destroying game. So you kind of have all right. these things that generate resources and then meteors hit them and they get replaced with other things that are supposed to be weaker. Yeah, they're supposed to be weaker. So the, it's supposed, the idea is meant to be instead of making things more and more efficient as you go, things get less and less efficient the more the meteors hit them. Yeah. But then we drew these two cards that basically gave us better resources than we had. Like oh. more, instead more of wild. selecting a yeah. single resource, it was like, take any resource you want. And, you know, so we I saw was, what it was supposed I, to do, I but it was kind of odd that we got those cards that were kind of just like, you're gods now. Yeah. Like before we had to kind of choose to get green and now we could get green or blue or anything that we needed. I bet the game designers, what they were trying to do with that though was they thought when this comes up, everyone's going to want to go there. And it's way more dangerous because if it gets blown up, it's just gone. So that, that'd be my guess, but it didn't work that way because we had three of them out, so we all just went to different ones, and two of them were in the same row. Yep. So if you both pick six, you would just, oh, Neil and I both pick six. Well, I guess he'll go to one and I'll go to the other. Right, right. Mm. And it, because it came out a little later, we already <laughs> each of us had already had a certain amount of resources, so we didn't necessarily we need the same things, yeah. Yeah. you know. But it, I mean, it was definitely a great idea there. It really just needed some tinkering. Mm-hmm. Um, Gotcha. You know, another round of development would have been good, I think. Um, it's, yeah, there's a lot of good ideas. I, I mean, I think I think it's definitely something worth looking at uh, as a game. We just hope rule the crap out of it if we played it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right on. And was that what else last night? I, uh, I think that was it, other nope, than the it? stuff we've we talked played, about. Uh, level up. Oh, Super the Mario 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 level up. I did not. Oh, yeah. I did not yeah, yeah. that. And yeah, it was uh, just the three of us, and, and that was fun. Um, it that was, was really good. Yeah. Somebody had it, and I saw somebody I knew had it, and they were playing it. So I was like, "Hey, can, are you, when you're done with it, can we take it?" So he gave it to us, and uh, it was from the library. Although the play to win, I guess, but none of us filled it out because we won't be here tomorrow. So no. at the time, oh, okay. um, so you have to be here at four tomorrow to win it. Um, but anyways, uh, it was super duper fun. Um, the idea is you've got all these characters from Mario. There's like. 15 characters or 16 15. characters some there's a bunch of them wow. and then there's this board that's got um six levels on it right uh tiers. No, seven, seven tiers zero, zero one through, through five three, four five and then ten <sighs> and um the whole point is you you get to seed out where people start each uh, at the beginning at the, each round you do mm-hmm. right um and you've got a card that you keep secret that's got five or six guys on six. it six um, that you want to win. <laughs> you just want them to be in the highest possible position at the end. Right. When the you, end game comes. And you score points for each one of your characters based on what level they're at, just straight points. And the top one's worth 10. But um, only one person gets to be the champion. Right. So only one character is going to score the 10. So whenever a character gets to the 10, you vote with these voting cards, either yeses or noes. And if one person votes no, even just one, then that character is banished from the game for the rest of the round. Um, but that no vote goes away, so you yeah. can't vote no every time. Right. Okay. So it's self-limiting. Um, but on your turn, you basically just take any character and move it up one step. With the exception that you can only have four characters in any I, given I, row at yeah, a time. Yeah, so you couldn't mm. move it up if it's already too crowded. Yeah, so if you get rid of a character you don't want, you can shift yeah, I all the other characters you do want up one level. Right, I, and I did that, you know, I the second round, you play in three rounds. second round, I realized that I wasn't going to be able to get any of my characters to the top initially so 
to fend off the rest of them. I just sent somebody else's, you know, character I didn't have on my scoring card to the top and voted no against her to get rid of her. I think it was Princess Peach. So is anybody concerned about the fact that there's no leveling up in Super Mario games? No. No. Problem for you. Well, you do have levels in Super Mario. It's vertical levels. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, you know, up. when you complete the stages, right? Right. But individual no, but characters don't level. You're up. going up levels. Like, like it's actual like physical. It looks like. But typically, Mario goes flat and then goes underground. Well, unless he's it's, it's a jumping on top of a, it's like above a the screen, so you can drop down and get a. I'm just saying, it's a set of stairs those are called platforms and stages, not levels. Well, you know. And then actually, Mario's world. Super right? Mario platform up sounds really stupid. Like call it platformer. Elevation up. Uh, level up. People know what that I mean, means. Though. Level the game up was, means your characters are leveling up. The game was light and fun, and what made a good portion of what was light and fun about it was the theme. Like was mm. these recognizable characters. If you want a better version of a uh, of a game like that, I think it's cool. Mini or not makes a game called Rumble in the Dungeon, <coughs> which does a similar sort of thing. Oh, does better. It? The um the one so one of the cool things are when you fill in all the guys, uh, whoever is whatever things don't have for you fill those in with um, question mark blocks. And level five, the five point level you fill in as yeah, well. Yeah, with all four. So that's guaranteed because you can't put anybody on level five or ten to start with. Mm. Uh, so when you get one of those, it has an immediate action. And sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's really bad, like lose your next turn, which we all agreed if we owned the game, we would take that out because that's yeah. not fun for anybody. Mm. But there's one that's so gain an extra turn. There's yep. The rounds that aren't long enough. <clears throat> like losing an extra turn is a significant disadvantage. Yeah. 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 Um, is this like all minis or is it like cards? Cardboard cutouts. Cardboard standards, standards, yeah. <laughs> so you could probably just buy a bunch of amiibos and play the game with the amiibos though, right? Oh, sure. you'd need the you'd need the deck of cards with the random people on the random But for standees though. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah totally could do that. Yeah. yeah. That seems if like you could find all those amiibos cuz there's some of them are <clears> weird like yeah. like what? Magic Koopa? Yeah. Oh. And uh, Bowser, Bowser Jr. and Diddy which Kong. I think Bowser Jr. is a it should have been Koopa Troopa, but you know, whatever. Cooper, Koopa Trooper, Trooper, Koopa Trooper. Yep. It's not Troopa. How do you know I'm not from Boston? Cooper Troopa. Because well, it doesn't Kissing matter whether you're Boston. Boston it's just the name is you're Trooper. You're gonna tell. You're gonna tell a guy from Boston he can't say Trooper. Koopa Troopa. I'll, I'll Koopa tell Troopa. him that he's saying it wrong. You can say you're going to tell him he's saying it wrong. But what if he's saying it right, but in his accent yeah. it sounds wrong? Yeah, what if, what if you asked him to write it and he it's wrote Trooper? What if he's saying Koopa Trooper, but, dude, but it sounds accents. like Koopa Trooper? People have accents. They, they, you can't expect <laughs> them not to pronounce Nobody says that things. your English is the correct English. I do. Actually, <laughs> Midwestern or English is considered to be right, but proper for what I always, well, I, My students, you know, when I we talk about, like, why call centers are in India and they go, oh, they don't really speak English. Well, there's more English speakers in India than there are in the United States, so how can you really... And technically, grammatically, they probably speak it better than we do. <laughs> they just have an accent that makes it hard to hear sometimes. Right. So, or hard to understand. For us, for our ears. Yes. Yeah, our, our an accent, accent that we are is, not accustomed to. Right. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just yeah, saying no. it is what it is, you know? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so it's not true, but... It is, in fact, with an R at the end of true. R. Yes. Yeah. That's Unless, my point. Land, if we're wrong, call us, and then uh, <laughs> Rob will just tell you you're actually right. wrong. And Look, I mean, he's still hey. right. That was the best. When Len <laughs> called us and told us we were wrong, I was sitting on the radio going, no, no, Rob's right. No, Rob's right. <laughs> First thing when you go to search, what comes up in Google? Uh, well, that's wrong. Right. It's so, Also, 
Tiny Toons were like the nephews and nieces and children of. The, that's what it was. I knew like they were Babs and Buster somehow. Bunny were the nephew and niece of Bugs. Right, yeah, that's right. And, you know, that sort um, of thing. Yeah. Wait, Wikipedia and says it's Koopa Troopa? So and there, is Super Mario Wiki the Mario Encyclopedia. What? It's Trooper. <laughs> Koopa Okay, Troopa. Rob, I've abandoned. You, you can't tell me the Mario wiki is well, right. Well, you, Rob. freaking Nintendo's messed all kinds in of fi- stuff. In fact... Also, by the way, we, we all are aware now that, that Mario's not a plumber anymore, right? Yeah. Because that's a bunch of crap. He was a plumber. What is he well, now? He doesn't have to be a plumber now. He's nothing now. now. He's a race car driver. Now he's just like, a hero. He doesn't have yeah. to He's an adventurer. He himself? He's Indiana Jones. Yeah, everyone in here If you made the kind of money Mario made, would you be a plumber? Troopa. I mean, he's he's got all those gold coins. He's, he's, he's been collecting gold coins for decades. He's spending it on blow and hookers too. Because <laughs> <laughs> Peach keeps getting anyway. <laughs> Let's keep this family friendly. Fish. <laughs> so it is. In case anyone's listening, Rob is wrong. It is Koopa right. Troopa. They are his troopers. They are troopers, but they're called troopas. Uh, they're they they are they're Koopa Troopa Troopers. I like it. I don't care for this. <laughs> but you know, the important thing, especially in our day, is that when you're presented with evidence, you should adjust your point of view. Especially you, since you. But see, this is what's so hard for Rob right now that he doesn't want to admit. He corrects people's speaking all the time. So when it backfires, it feels really good. I gotta be honest. <laughs> it feels really good. He's always telling me I pronounce words wrong, and I know sometimes it's because I am. Yeah. Yeah. But in this case, I know Mario really well. Mario? Oh, gosh. Freaking Jason <laughs> Tag. Yeah. We've all seen Mario's Mario. Mario. I was right? thinking. Oh, yeah, because he doesn't wear right. a shirt anymore. He's yeah. just at the beach. Yeah. Shouldn't he also just be, like, covered in thick hair? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. Mario, yeah. Oh, yeah, so that's not a stereotype, Rob. Yeah, this is just a great show, Rob. Hey! Uh, hey. Where, where is the normal Rob? So wait, what do we play next? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, We went to the bar and we played uh, Outlawed in the 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 worst poison poison ever, so... We had a couple other games we didn't get to. It was um, late at that and point. And today you guys were nice enough to play... Um, Some Sandbox Showdown. Sandbox Showdown. So you and Rob played it. Uh, by you, I mean Neil and Rob. Yeah, still like that uh, game. Yeah. So still like that game. Nate had played it at Gen Con for me. People so. keep telling you to make it a four-player game, and I disagree. I'm, I'm struggling with that idea. I, I th- at first I thought it was a, a viable thing, but now I'm just I'm a little nervous about that. So I'm it be would honest, be a I'm lot a of chaos. About it. I feel like people, it, I feel yeah. like it'd be really chaotic. That might be a good de- good game, but it's a different game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, I think that's what we basically decided is that if you yeah if you figure out a way different way for like the abilities to come out or for kind of the way that you earn things to be a little bit different then it could work with four player but yeah then it's a, a different game it's not the same game yeah and that still could be a fun game but it's not the same game so I I like the two player the two player tile placement <clears throat> plays fast easy easy to teach easy to get into um yeah <clears throat> and not particularly unfamiliar having a grid no, or no. placing things to yeah, super accessible troll an area or super whatever accessible. Yeah, yeah it's good times. What else did we play? Played Terra Firma. Terra Firma, Terra great. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. great. Finally managed to sit down and play yes. that. Um, and it is as cool as it looked yeah. like three years ago at one of the first Grand Cons when he sh- yeah. showed me the cards really right. quick when I had to go. Yes, yeah, so it's got what cards divided into three spaces. Yep. Three wedges. Every card is like half of a plant. Is a half of a plant. Well, you, you can stack it in different ways right. and stuff. Yes, yeah, so you end up with 
you end up with a whole planet with six different wedges. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you can place a colony on each wedge. But there's also moons that can give you additional colonies. And the rings. And the rings that make your colonies basically count as two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we had a planet with, like, just a sixth of it, like, one resource and a sixth of it another resource. Because we had so many cards overlapping. Right. Mm-hmm. And then around that we had... Two moons. Four, four moons. Four moons. And, and two rings. No, yeah, well, two... A set of rings. Four moons, four moons and, two, and a set of rings. Yeah. yeah a right. pair of rings. It was insane. It was, and he actually said he's seen players have two sets of rings on one yeah. planet. Yeah. So you're limited awesome. to six thi- six yeah. satellites, yeah. if you will, because the wedges, The rings kind of count. Yeah, it's good. It was, yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say, he's thought so much about theme with that game and making theme justify pretty much everything. And, like, yeah. it just, yeah. I really, really enjoyed it. Was it was fun. It, I, mm-hmm. It took a little long to explain it. Yeah, it's a little bit but, of a front load. Yeah. Yeah, but once you start playing, it was fine. I mean, I think the reason it takes so long to explain is is because it's pretty different from right. what you've played right. before. It, it's right. weird because you start playing and you're are. like, why did this take so long to explain? This is not that complicated. Yeah. No. <laughs> but it's because it's so different. It's just a different yeah. kind of right. way to think about it. Yeah. It does not feel familiar familiar to anything. Um, but that's a good thing because it's it's unique in in all the right ways I think yeah and, yeah what was a lot of fun is like you have to spend resources in order to do anything uh, and what you're what you're doing with those resources that you're spending is you're preparing for the resources that you need the next round mm-hmm. and so it's kind of this crazy right system where you're kind of exhausting everything that you currently have in order to prepare right. for the next round and get more next time where you to make sure you have enough next round to be able to do the same thing over again yeah i have to say i often didn't pay as much attention as i should have to the color of the planets which yes is how you get the resources right. based on the color i was really more worried about the governing piece yep. maybe that's the policy the area the area control yeah the like game. if yeah. you had the most on a planet then you were the governor of that planet you got to score the planet and you got to Send a delegate. Send a, yeah, the governor delegate to the sort of the central council, if you will, that scores at the end. Um, and yeah. I focused a lot more on that piece, the the area control, and I often forgot about the the actual whatever color pieces I were on. I was on, which yeah. probably shows because I didn't have iron ore most of the game, and so therefore I couldn't attack other. The only time I was paying other attention, cubes. I felt like went to the to the planets, like you're saying, mm-hmm. was when I realized that I needed something and couldn't get it. Right. And it was like, Arr! and the way you lay the cards down on top, you know, you basically remove some other people's cubes and lay it on so that you there's a different resource now and. Um, yeah, it's so fun because if you're yeah. thinking it through that way, you're going to pick certain planets and or certain cards for certain places so you can get that resource. But I just wasn't always thinking about that. Yeah, like the only way that you can add new people to the game is to take a certain type of action that adds three people to the game, and then right. to get it to what you really need, you have to take more actions to kind of move things yeah. around a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. one of the things in the game that I thought was going to be like overpowered or just really helpful was um, um, the idea of manpower. So like your people yeah. power, right? You can convert that into any resource. Yeah, it's the wild, um, the wild resource. But, but what it did was it, it actually, like, it wasn't nearly as useful as I expected it to be until the end when I was trying to get, if you have the equal, if you have a set of four of one of each commodity, you can trade it in for points. 
Uh, and at the end, I was burning trying to do that because I had gotten so much of this manpower that I didn't need. So I was trying to trade it in for real stuff. And that's when I really was like, oh, this is really useful now, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. it, it requires extra action to use. Right. But a so lot as of long as you can end, spare the actions. Right. Which, like, you know, the final you round, yeah, the final round you can because you don't really have to dedicate yeah. uh, as much time into resource gathering as you do the previous rounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just looks, it looks so cool. Yeah, uh, yeah, and it, it definitely a, it was a lot of fun and even like I really don't like direct conflict in games and it it was weird because it has so much direct conflict but it doesn't hurt that much yeah so like you know you, I'd have to spend an hour to remove someone from that space but then they would get on their turn they would just easily get someone back on that space yep. it didn't it didn't hurt too much it burned through their resources and it made it it made them question whether they really wanted to fight it or not. Like, right. I think that's how I got the edge of my nade is I just kept attacking the one guy that he really needed to be there. Right. And then he'd have to spend resources putting him back on, but at a certain point, he wouldn't have enough resources to get those, you know, extra eight points at the end of the of the game, so it... Well, there, yeah, there were some times <laughs> when Jason did just enough to me on a planet that I was like, uh, I'd rather use these, these colonists yep. somewhere else, so I just abandon the planet altogether and let them yeah. have it. And that was one of the interesting things about it, too, was when I, like, if you... You, you know, put a new thing down and you scrape all their colonists off, you get them back, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And there were times at the end where you were out and I was purposely just trying to manipulate it so that I could get more spots on the planet without moving you because I didn't want well, like, to yeah. give you resources and people yeah. to, to colonize other planets or to hose me. Well, that's a mechanic so, we haven't really talked about is that you scored area control based not on how many people you had in the space, but how many of your opponents were on the space. Right. So, so you, you wanted a majority, but just barely. Yeah, you want barely, barely have yeah. a majority. Yeah, I, think, yeah. I think really that was the most clever. Yeah, that was a really smart scoring right. thing. And it actually took me a couple scores to realize, like, oh, wait, me dominating this planet is actually bad. Okay, that doesn't help I, me. I realized you didn't figure that out for a while, because that's when I was like, okay, I can't take this planet back from Jason. Well, I'm just getting all my colonists off so he doesn't score yep. for it. Right. He gets one point instead yeah. of three points. And I'd whatever. be like, oh, I'll just clear Nate's guys off. Ha ha. Like, oh, I just get lost three points for myself. Like, why did I do that? Yep. I just thought it was neat that there's so many mechanics that I don't normally like. I don't normally like area control. Sure. I don't normally like direct conflict. I don't normally like a lot of it. And it was super fun. Together, yeah. He, you can tell he has spent a good deal of time balancing that. I know Gray's been working on that one for a while, and it, it shows. It really yeah. shows. Well, that's, that's what we're talking about with like game design, getting really good at figuring out how to do these same things in a way that doesn't feel bad. Yep. And I think yep. that he's really used a lot of these yep. kind of new and interesting ways of dealing with things to make things that could be problematic be still really fun. Yeah, I think the only piece of feedback I gave him that I don't think he'll mind sharing is we talked about already the front-loading in the game kind of was like it'd be great if he could figure out a way to do kind of a quick start like right. where you could lay some, like three things out and be like boom, 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 start playing. And the, yeah. then and then you're going to pick up as you go. Um, you but, know, yeah. but even if not, it's I mean, it's worth it's worth the reading the rules and to, to going a little slower in the beginning because once it picks up, you're like, oh, gosh, this is great. Uh, yeah, it. a publisher really needs to pick it up. Yes, yeah, it's yes. super. I it's agree. super hooky in so many different ways. Like, it's, yeah, you just show somebody how those cards go down, and it's like, oh man, yes. Yeah, so the way it looks is amazing. The way it plays is really, really great. Yeah. That would be would be good on a Kickstarter, right? To show the yeah. video of like the cards getting laid over and swiping people. Oh yeah, like off, long tail like, Kickstarter. It really could do. I mean, it could really do well on Kickstarter, and it could really do well in stores. Yeah, I think it's sure. just the right size for a lot of publishers too. Yep. It's not super huge. But so, but it's, it's almost all card based. Yeah, yeah, it's got that huge it's footprint, and it's cards in a regular like Kacharski size box. Yeah. 
play. Uh, but it's also meaty enough that somebody who does medium games would, could pick it up pretty yeah, easy. Yeah, I, I think someone should pick it up, for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so if you're listening to this podcast and you're a publisher, Gray Dietrich, find him. Pick <laughs> up his game, Terra Firma, because it's awesome. What else did we play? We played my house-ruled Loch Ness that House we talked about on the last episode that's about to come out it's later. Go out next week's episode. Next week. Next so, week's episode, right. Um, so foreshadowing, foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. Right. Loch Ness. Um, um, I, the biggest problem that I have Loch Ness, I have with Loch Ness, in, I, I, we'll talk about the rules issue next next week. Yeah. Um, the, the board that has Loch Ness on it is not a geographically accurate representation of Loch Ness, and that really upsets me. <laughs> so Rob whined about that. Actually, on Wikipedia, it shows that it... <laughs> <laughs> no, Rob actually no, did, pull, did it pull it up. He did pull it up to show us that he was <laughs> Loch, Loch Ness is, like, exceptionally long, but very, very, very narrow. narrow. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I think what we end up kind of deciding... Much like a sea serpent. Yeah. yeah. I think what we kind of ended up deciding is that it, it is worth kind of thinking about it as a new game. Yeah. Because House Rule does change it quite a bit, and... Yep. I mean, Loch Ness is not a popular game. No, right. I, none of us have yeah. ever heard of it, right? No. Yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely something I want to look at pursuing as a as a new design. Well, one of the things, I think that's awesome. I think that's awesome. And one of the things that got, surprised me so much, wasn't even about the game. It was finding out that even though Nate, we know, is a pretty big skeptic, is actually a huge believer in <laughs> Nessie. And I, I was shocked by that because Rob's been there and Rob says it's fake. But Nate... Oh yeah, Nate believed that it was it was real. And well, he said so. he's been on eBay buying a lot of photos. Oh yeah, that prove it. Well, I've got. I had wanna, my 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 Sasquatch room was getting full, so I needed to start a new room. Well, yeah, and then he he, he, sure. he goes on about like, oh, I can't afford games, and we're like, so stop buying so much Loch Ness stuff. Yes. Right, right. That was really on eBay. Bad. You know, it's my it's habit. Just, yeah. The good news is you publish that game. Uh, well, oh, it's gonna have a different theme. It's got a different so theme. Yeah, that's not gonna work. Nope. So. Yeah. Nate's gonna hate it. Yep. He won't yeah, buy it. You could sell it. Nate your old copy. It's true. Yeah. You <laughs> pay a lot for it. Signed. Signed by the person who didn't design it. Right. Designed. <laughs> signed by Nessie herself. Mm. Right. Uh, speaking of getting games signed, uh, I picked up Role Player today, and uh, the guy at the booth has, I, I pay him, he said, yeah, I can sign that for you if you want. I'm like, oh, you're the designer? <laughs> so I met Keith, I don't remember his last name off the top of my head. Oh. Super nice guy. I'd pronounce it wrong. I, it's like, yeah, I wouldn't want, don't want to mispronounce it, but yeah. Yeah, it's a nice guy. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to playing a role player. I still haven't played it yet, but everybody who has played it, that, whose opinion I trust, say that it's great. I've heard that as well. And it's something that I think Christine and I will definitely. We, we were talking briefly that Christine's favorite part of D&D is making the character, right? Yeah. And I think a lot of people, for a lot of people, that's true. That's yeah. fun. Yeah. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited about that. That was one of the cool things. Remember the game Four Taverns we've talked about yeah. before? Mm-hmm. Or no, not Four Taverns. Dwarven Miner is Dwarven the, um, where yeah. you're yeah. basically, you've got guys and you're just trying to outfit them with gear. And it's fun because like, it's, it's basically beefing up a D&D character to go out on an adventure. Yeah, you know? that's neat. Yeah. Uh, what else do we play, though? Played my game. Played your game. Yes. Which I, I'm calling Rum Row right now, I think. Rum Row? Rum Row. Rum Row. Which is the rum historical rum line where boats would line up to sell rum on the coast of the States. Oh. Rum Row. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was yeah, fun. It was fun. Uh, was it fun. definitely... It, it's a map-building game. And I think what we decided is that... Is it's it also a pick-up-delivery game, too. I would call it a route-building game, not a map. No, but I mean, you, you kind of lay the map, <clears throat> map out as you go. But you're building routes yeah. on the um. map. Well, the routes are there so already. There's islands with docks. But you and can't... And you're moving right. between the docks. And you can't yeah. move between the island until you 
put something there. Right, until, until you, you built a facility. And the idea that I'm assuming that thematically is that you can't go, you can't justify going to the island, there's nothing there. Yeah, you'd right? be wasting a lot of your time. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I, I think what we kind of realized is that uh, in my early designs, it was kind of a necessary part of the game, and it's not necessary anymore. Uh, I need to come up with uh, a starting map that right. has everything really laid out in a way that makes sense. Uh, and then the rest of the part of the game is, uh, you know, fun as it is, it doesn't need the map building in order to right. be experienced by someone for the first time. No, because the game shined the most when you were... Once we were done yeah, with building yeah, the map. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we we kind of said it's it's the turn three through rule, mm-hmm. right? Which is if the game starts on turn three, start the game on turn three. Yep. You know, yeah. and that's because um, by the end, like, oh man. Yeah, you were doing magic stuff on the board. It, it's it feels <laughs> so cool. Yeah, absolutely. Could you do like some sort of variable startup, where it's like, um, you've got okay, so. In the in the five inner islands, mm-hmm. those are ones. You know how you have those yeah, yeah. one stacks. So you basically are, end up with that. Yeah. Those are ones. So you shuffle the ones up and you lay those out. And those are a specific type of tile. Mm-hmm. Maybe with just one of the of the. Uh, what's that one thing that lets you do stuff? Um, the tavern. Tavern, yeah, mm-hmm. with one tavern, and then the next ring out is other specific stuff, and you just randomly lay those out. But it's guaranteed to have a certain distribution. Yep. Then the game would be different every time. Um, but it'd be three minutes of setup instead of five to ten minutes of, you know, picking where to put yeah. stuff. It's one of those games where building the map yourself, once you get really good at the game, is a really fun part Maybe of the experience. Strategy, yeah. Because, the, I mean, one of the things about the game is that it's not obvious what the routes are. Right. Yeah. Because it's kind of twisty and windy and... There might be some spots that are on opposite sides of the board, and they're only sp- three spaces away from each other. Right. Around the outside of the board, through the inside of the board, they're 15. So you, <clears throat> if you can lay things out in such an order that you are able to do something that no one else is, and they don't notice that you're doing it, that's when it really excels. So that part of the game is really nice for kind of advanced players. Mm-hmm. But having, having a definitely a, a good intro board that has a lot of those fun routes set up, yeah. I yeah. think is is pretty much necessary. Yeah. Nate had to, he yeah, had to, to run, leave yeah. halfway through, but just before yeah. I got fun, right? Yeah, yeah. I thought it was horrible. No, no. <laughs> Actually, I I really enjoyed it. The my biggest critique was just the sort of making it more visually comprehensible. Yeah. Um, it's definitely hard to... It, the board's kind of crowded. Yeah. Well, and the, those, where you're actually moving yeah. your ships are very narrow. Yeah. And, um, well, what, and, and a and tile would shift slightly to, and cover a dock, and then you'd yeah, like not realize it was there. See, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like what Nate was saying is that I used to have a lot of text on those pieces. They could just be little circles now. I mean, they're, the, the oh, yeah. pieces are probably, icons. what are they, maybe an inch and a half by three The three and a half by 2.75, I think. Oh, so way less bigger than I was yeah. thinking. They could be way smaller. Yeah, they could just be small square And with the same size board, tiles. it wouldn't get in the way at all. And he was saying, like, yeah. the, the, the docks could actually go up onto the islands. There could be more uh, sand in front of the the put, buildings. And, and put, like, a dark jungle on the backside of the islands that don't have docks so that you're not looking at... Yep. That's a great. You, you idea. kind of visually, you get the clue yeah. that you can't go that way or right. connect that way. Yeah, it's just nice. It's nice to think. That's yeah, all graphic design. I get. Yeah, I get so mo- so much more space back from not having text on those. Yeah. On those tiles. Yeah. Oh, and uh, all the iconography made sense. There was nothing I looked at and went, "What do you mean? <laughs> I don't. I don't get this. What's this squiggly line?" Or Maybe whatever. if you put borders around the islands. <laughs> <laughs> We've been we've been builders. We've been nagging Jason to put borders on tiles for Sandbox Showdown. It's a joke. It would really help. 
It's true, because they know I haven't had the prototype to actually mess with it in the time right. since they last played it. Right. It would be very helpful, though. You should do that. I do play that. Like, when we were scoring, it would have been really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> right. If not borders, the then, like, colored bars. Yeah, like a, a margin. The perimeter of... A margin with a solid color <laughs> in the background. Yeah. I hate you guys. <laughs> or, no, what you, what you do is you, um, you, you actually create a new layer and fill it with a color... And yeah. then shrink the top layer. Right. Oh, okay. So yeah. there's some of the background showing around so, it. So, right. <laughs> I could be, I basically, what I would do is I would, <laughs> about, uh, on Photoshop, I go about an inch around the border, a little, well, not an inch, but an just inch. around yeah, the edge. Do an inch. <laughs> no, go just around the edge. And then I say select inverse. And then I can make a new layer and then I can fill it with a color. Uh-huh. And there's a bar around the outside. Yeah. That's how I do that in Photoshop. That's probably the worst way. Actually, I think you taught me to do it that way, but. It's fine. Optional. Yeah. There's a lot of different I do ways. it one time and then I always have the same border size. There's a lot of different ways you could make you can make borders or margins or colors or bars. It's almost like these things were put into the software on purpose. You'd yeah. think, but then they made them real hard to figure out. What you do is you take a one pixel brush and just, just one at a time. Dot, swipe, dot, swipe, dot, swipe, dot, swipe. Dot, dot, dot. Yeah. 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 You say that, but I actually was doing that on a a thing I needed to switch from black to white and like had a little map of the world and the continents were black and I needed them to be white and oh man it just wasn't they weren't one solid piece it had gotten some shading into it so like when yep. you just click the fill it didn't fill the whole thing no. so I'm going around the edges like when, trying to change it. when you realize you accidentally like have anti-aliasing selected in Photoshop and that you've been doing it for so yeah, I don't even know what that half is. of your design. Well, because yeah. anti-aliasing will let uh, some of if you let, like draw a line as anti-aliased, it'll creep like semi-transparent right. stuff That's out. Makes it look That's probably what I have. The jagged pixel. So then, like, if you try to work with it, That's it, probably what I have. You can't on. just select the line. It's the line plus this. Right. Semi-transparent garbage that's been added to it. There are numerous times where I've zoomed in and done one pixel at a time on something if it looks funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's smart. Okay. So sometimes it's necessary. Um. Yeah. So I think that's everything we played here, yeah. right? Yeah. I don't have anything else written down. So. Yeah. Um. I'm trying to think if there's anything left for me to get to play. I'm I'm excited about this scorekeeper app that Nate told me about. Neil. Neil. That's Neil. Oh yeah. my gosh. I, was thinking of <laughs> I like that it's at the very end of the episode that you finally do it. You're <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. so good all episode. Um, yeah, there's a neat app called Scorekeeper that lets us. What does this color cost bonus do? Uh, it poisons you. It, it removes player. that player from the game. It murders the player. Yeah, but it's just got like a plus and minus button on each player, and you just. If you hit plus, it shows you, like, you're going to add three points to this. And then yep. you wait a half a second, and it adds the points and then sorts everyone according to their score. The only thing I would add to the app if it was me was, like, the ability to, like, when you click it, if yeah, it, his, like, was, yeah. like, five tens. Or you could say go by fives, go by tens. Yeah, that'd be really nice. And, yeah. and uh, history, I don't know if it was Rob or you that proposed the history. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be nice for it to, like, when, you know, when the game's done, for you to be able to... Like, get a check mark. Done, check mark, and yep. then it'll just send that to a... Database or spreadsheet kind of list. It doesn't have right, just just a list. Just right? list, yeah. yeah, yeah. Some kind of way to track this stuff easily. Yeah, that would be great. I think actually, I, um, after talking about that briefly, I'm kind of thinking that um, at Unpub later this year, I might just come with my laptop and spreadsheet on. You know, just because because when I try and write that crap down in yeah. a notebook, I always forget. Mm-hmm. I never keep up, right? So yeah. You can Google 
Google Docs, Google Forms. That's such a good idea. I yeah. might bring my. That's a great. Because that's idea. really kind of the only way I'll I'll actually keep track of that data, honestly. Yeah. Because I'm terrible. <laughs> well, and then it's already there for you to manipulate. Yeah. You don't have to. Right. Yeah, I can't count the number of times I've handwritten all that out in my pub and then just thrown it away. Afterwards. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, well, I haven't even thrown it away. It's it's all still in in like four different notebooks that I've got That's in true. various places in my office at home. Notebooks I'll never go back and look at. Right. Until you're like, oh, I need to take more scores, and you're like, oh gosh, this is from a game like three years ago. Oh, yeah, that doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, and then you have revised it so many times that yeah. actually, to be that, fair, you're like, that's not valid. What game is this from? <laughs> Mostly, yeah. Um, yeah. So let's do something fun to end the show. Like what? I don't know. Tell us a joke, Jason. Worst walks into a bar. No, no, no. We're already heard that one. All my jokes are dirty, so I see. Okay, so what, what should we? All right, what's a, what's a pirate's favorite letter of the alphabet? Get a R. guess. No, it'd no, be the mighty C. It's the C. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I was trying to remember the joke. I knew I it wasn't all. all. I knew the punchline, <laughs> so I was just waiting for someone to feed it to him. Uh, what did the farmer say when he lost his tractor? Ah, oh, crap. Where's my tractor? <laughs> yeah, what's pink and fluffy? Pink fluff. What's brown and sticky? Stick. Yeah. Uh, what do the sun and the grass have in common? Both are green except for the sun. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one too. Yeah. Oh, and uh, anti joke cat is a great Twitter account. Yeah. Okay. I know I like you mentioned it. one that you that you had been reading. Yeah. Anti joke cat is wonderful. Okay. Good. <clears throat> so there's one know. that's like knock knock who's there. Um, there's a lot of jokes to start off. Yeah. With. No, but no, it's like it's from the anti joke cat. Yeah. Like something to do with like Jenny cried because she realized how bad her grandpa's Alzheimer's had become. <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh okay. All right. All right, say knock knock. Knock knock. Who's there? <laughs> I do know that one. Yeah, that's that's orange. Yeah. <laughs> orange, you glad I didn't say banana? No, I like bananas actually. Mm. I saw a T-shirt. It was like a door on one side and yeah. then three bananas and an orange, just like waiting to knock on it. Uh, <laughs> I was like, that's funny. <laughs> I have a I have a T-shirt and it has a pocket and there's a bunch of just like hands sticking up out of it like uh-huh. there's a bunch of people trapped in it and there's a bird flying across along the neck uh, dropping another person into the pocket nice I like it it's a really nice really great shirt that's good yeah 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 that wasn't the kind of I don't know I felt like we no. could have something more fun <laughs> um, I, was, I had fun that was lame yeah well I don't know fun is perspective Jason well my perspective said that wasn't fun <laughs> um, um, I was trying to think of something cool we could do like what I don't know. Giveaway. What? <laughs> you got some product to give away? <laughs> this is your show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I have access to all Katarski's games. Okay. <laughs> all right. You have your bag that you stole? <laughs> uh, green couch games. Come in the next five minutes. We'll give them all away. Yeah. Free, free, free. Um, yeah, no, I can't think of anything fun. I have a... Oh, no. No, nope. it's gone. He listens to the episode. Okay. I was gonna, I was gonna do a, a secret contest, but it's okay. not gonna work. Well, not gonna work. That's no fun for the builders. Thanks. Yeah, a lot. builders. Sorry, sorry. That was a great no. idea that wasn't gonna. It's swap. been a good con so far. I'm, we're not yeah. done yet, but. So you guys are all back tomorrow. 
Yeah. yeah. Maybe, for bit, maybe for a little bit. Just for a little bit. Yeah, I'm not coming back tomorrow. Seven and a half hour drive or so. Yeah. I know, I got... Do you have a seven and a half hour drive? 45 but then minutes. I gain an hour. Yeah, me too. Oh, so it's like a 12 hour drive. Wait, it's like a six and a half hour drive. So, oh, okay. <laughs> it's not, though. It's not like a six and a half hour It's a seven and a half hour drive, <laughs> that you but you get, get a bonus here. credit for an hour. I get to stay here an hour later. You have to drive for seven and a half hours. Yeah, we're we're coming up here because we left after work on Thursday anyway. So we got here like 12 30 instead mm-hmm. of 11 30. And the guy at the Airbnb had to like wait for us to give us the key in the oh. garage pass. Oh. Then I have to plug the I have to plug the games I've been listening or the podcast I've been listening to. Okay, it's called Building I, the Games Documentary yeah. Podcast. Good, actually, right, good night, everybody. I caught up on on that before I even left. Yeah, uh, but I'm listening to uh, Great Way Games. Okay, which is really great. Uh, and <laughs> it's per the title as advertised. It's Great Way Games. It's a great way to listen. To uh, and games. also breaking into board games. Okay. And I've really enjoyed both of them. Oh, good. All right. Cool. There's always room for another good podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Just one more, though. Yeah. The Flip the Table Void is still there for me. Oh, I know. I've, I've saved three episodes of Flip the Table. Like, I, like, like, yeah. the, like the last four episodes, right? Yeah. Uh, the, uh, uh, I just stopped. And then I listened to the last episode, and then I had th- those last three before that, right? Oh, yeah. That I've just been sitting on for a while. And I just listened to one of them, like, earlier this week, and it was wonderful. And I've got two left. One of them is a live show, so I'll probably do that one next. Mm. I don't know. Anyway, it's sad. I miss those guys. But, you know, they'll do something else. Oh, yeah. Flip's already got an idea. He's working on something, yeah. Yeah. I I just, it's a bummer because I'm sure they'll all each do something else on their own, right? Right. It's that team mobile. But if it's terrible, then you can be like, it was better when you were working with these other people. (laughs) (laughs) You know that thing you're doing right now? It's not as good as the old thing you were doing. You have a platform to tell other people to complain about it as well. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sure I, I will listen to anything those guys do. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. I'm not doing any board game podcasts other than you guys right now. We we tried Hello from the Magic Tavern on the way up here. That was kind of interesting. It's a short, twenty minute. Mm-hmm. Like the whole premise is the guy. This guy falls through a magic portal in the back of a Burger King, and he falls into like a fantasy bar basically but he still gets wi-fi through the portal like weak wi-fi from the burger king so he's doing like a a weekly podcast <coughs> where he's interviewing people in this fantasy bar nice. and it's it's silly okay. trying to basically trying to keep improv saying. but it, it's kind like of funny be done really well though. yeah so it's it's, it's, like, it's pretty funny it's like improv interview stuff yeah okay that's fine and like yeah. he has a co-host who's chunt a, a, a skin changing badger so his co-host is a badger and this like wizard who, you know, is on this great quest to save the world, and you know, so and they just keep interviewing these strange. Sounds fun. It, yeah, it was good, you know, there's comedy some, improv stuff. Some, um, it's like a horror podcast called Lore that I think just got picked up by Amazon for as a TV hmm. show. I had never yeah. heard of it before, but I saw a trailer for it, and, and like the TV show looked pretty good. Um, maybe heard about the TV and, show. Yeah, I just didn't know where it came from. Yeah, I maybe want to go back and check out that podcast. Cool. Uh, Wait, where is Amazon? Where are you? Like, where's the building the game TV show? Like, mm-hmm. right? Duh. Documentary TV show. It's a reality show. It'd have to be a reality show. Right? You, how good well, would a reality show? Of us can, us none of us we can are act, not good so. looking enough to, to, to be on a reality. Have you show. ever seen the Housewives of New Jersey? That you don't have to be good looking to be on a show. They have they have boobs. It's true. Okay. Well, they have money. They also have a lot drama. Of money. Right. Yeah. Drama. We can make really drama. Nah, that's no, not we're all way too chill. For not, that. I'm not so good with drama. I don't, I don't enjoy that. <laughs> I'm just saying. I think we should have a reality show. 
someone who's listening make that happen. No. Give us a reality show. Contact Jason. That's when I quit. <laughs> I think it'd have, have to be a reality. Like I think it'd have to be a documentary, just like a feature-length documentary. Sure. Just take five years of your work and then just turn it into 90 minutes mm-hmm. of usable yeah. content. We'd have to start filming now. And then five years from now, we might be able to put together eh, maybe maybe a strong 40 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We filmed for... Not 32 hours and we made an amazing uh, documentary. It was garbage. It was not garbage. It's well, it's certainly embarrassing now. Well, it's embarrassing, but it wasn't garbage. Uh, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> if anyone wants to watch it, ask me and I'll send them a Dropbox link. <laughs> hey. No. <laughs> you pirated? Anyway. I told him he could. It's actually been really useful because several times somebody's wanted to see it and I'm like... I've not shared it with anyone. In fact, on Twitter, sure. somebody was like, can I see that? I'm like, I don't have an online copy. And Neil's like, ahem. <laughs> like, oh yeah, Neil will send us. <laughs> send the check to Jason Slingerland. That's great. So, I mean, it, I don't care if anyone pays for it. Or not. I don't care. We don't actually have that many copies left. We sold a good deal of copies. I've got like like 10 or 15. Yeah, I have yeah. one. One? That's it? Really? Maybe two. Huh. In, uh, Will has the rest, but oh, that's there's right. your we fun were thing. definitely for anyone who's seen that we were definitely different people then. We, we were younger, we were stupider. I like to think we were we've grown up a lot since then. We've grown up a lot since then. They like to think that. I don't think Will has, but we have. Even Will's come Will, is, Will, is, Will is Will. Yeah, no, he is. I mean, we've all we all yeah. We're older and and we are a lot. We know enough now to know that we were idiots. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Anything else, guys? I think this is probably a good time to call it. No. That was a fun ending. It was. It wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> it was actually kind of depressing. You know what? I'm going to do a giveaway. Can we do a giveaway? If you want to give... Yeah. I don't actually care if he hears this because he listens to the show. This is the giveaway. Okay? Okay. <clears throat> I want to see you tweet the best insult you can to Matt Riddle. <laughs> best insult. Who is literally like gets 20, a copy Gets a copy of Unreal feet. Estate. <laughs> he's literally like 200 feet away right he now. He is. I'm yeah. looking at the back of his dumb bald head from here. So, um, Beautiful bald head. So tweeted him and then um, how should we... Uh, I don't know. You know what? Just tweeted him and then CC the podcast in it. Yeah, at the podcast. Yeah, just put at, at the podcast, podcast at the bottom. And uh, yeah, at podcast BTG. Best insult gets a copy of Unreal Estate. If you already have a copy on Real Estate, well, I hope you want another one. <laughs> if not, just do it for the just do it for the fun of insulting him. So uh, uh, <laughs> it's all right. Okay. Well, yep. I take no responsibility for this. Yeah. So you know what he did to me yesterday? You weren't here for this. No, no, you're going to like this. Am I going to like this? Yeah. Yeah. So this is how we'll end the show. We are playing my tile stacking game, which uh, you've seen the tiles, right? So, like, I mean, they're there. Slippery. But they're a little slippery. Uh He walks up. Whose prototype is this? Uh, They're like Slingerlands. Shakes the table so the half <laughs> fall down and walks away. <laughs> walks away. He's like the person that was with me was like, dude, that was mean. He's like, oh, I know him, it's fine. So, so later that That's day, I walk hilarious. up. Yeah, I walk up. He's playing ladder twenty nine. He's got his little hand of cards. I walk up behind him, pull off his hand of cards, show everyone his cards, and then hand it back to him. <laughs> <laughs> and that was not nearly as mean as what he did to me. Because, like, it took us a couple minutes to, like, get them stacked yeah. back up. Like, That's great. Jerk. All right. So. Okay. Well, thanks for listening, Builders. Um, you know, podcast BTG. Um, uh, um, BuildingGamePodcast.com. BuildingGamePodcast at gmail.com. 770 BTG. Hey. 
and uh, what, uh, no Golden Girls this time. Hey, Nate, Nate Neil, uh, Neil is <laughs> at Podmeet. Nate is on Twitter, but he's private. And at Nate Darty. Yeah. Am I private? You're oh, private. Oops. Yeah. It took a long time for you to actually accept my friend request. <laughs> I'm sorry. Or follow request or whatever. Oh yeah, so it means we can't like retweet you. Yeah. And uh, if we mention I'll you, no one it. can see it, right? You don't have to change it, whatever. I, I don't respect really your care. privacy. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> it was just checking boxes. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know what else. I think that's probably enough. So thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. And goodbye from Grandcon. Goodbye from Grandcon. Bye-bye. Building the Game is a co-production of Imminent Entertainment and Poorly Designed Studios. All of the ideas presented by Rob and Jason are property of the Building the Game podcast.